What up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Petty Herbalist Podcast. It's your girl, Karina. You know, just a little sleepy today, um, but I'm vibing. I'm chilling on the territory of the Tongva people, a.k.a. Los Angeles, California. Yes, what up, sis? Um, this is your girl, Asia. I'm out here on the Shine You Arapahoe Territories, also known as Aurora, Colorado. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. Um, and yeah, I'm here in, in the living room with Jasper making my making my living. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And Jasper is our other podcast host because <laughs> she hates for people to be doing things without her. So <laughs> shout out to you, Jasper. <laughs> Speaking of things we cannot go without, Asia, what is going on in that medicine bag today? Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm sitting here I'm drinking some elder flower infusion. The little bit of honey and a little bit of lemon. Um, and I just am deeply enamored with the way that my elder work is unfolding. I have been doing some really unique research around um, elderberry as an adaptogen and especially um, as an ally towards uh, or for our metabolic system. Um, mm. And so I am feeling so alive, so energized, so ready, so steady um, from this, this precious work with Elder. Um, and the other thing that's in my medicine bag today is challenge. Mm. Um, there was a point in uh, in my timeline, in my history, uh, when I was dark and gloomy, depressed bay, um, and I just couldn't. I just mm. couldn't with y'all. I couldn't with him. I couldn't with work. I just, I couldn't. Mm. Um, and I remember being able to do four things in a day, and one of those things was brushing my teeth. Mm. Um, and now that I am abundantly well, the my capacity is just so broad um mm. and i'm enjoying the challenge uh the challenge of doing the things on the checklist the challenge of communicating rapidly with people who communicate with me the challenge of being accountable being on top of things and that just it's so fun to be uh be enjoying challenge uh rather than um, oppressed by challenges, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what's in my medicine bag today. What about you? Well, um, first of all, I'm just loving your medicine bag. Um, loving your work with elder as an adaptogen, um, and your elder flower. Oh, that sounds good. With a little bit of honey. Sorry, I'm still stuck on that. It's delicious. <laughs> it's so nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, mm, you um, speaking of challenges also. Um, hmm. And you being with the challenges instead of the challenges being over you. Um Mm, feels good that you're at this place, babe. I'm happy for you. Um, in my medicine bag today, um, speaking of being challenged, um, yeah, this year, um, this brand new year, happy new year, y'all. Um, I am at my own place. I'm finally, um, yeah, I've been here for a month now, so I feel like I'm finally... Um, getting the hang of everything in my schedule and whatnot. And so I'm giving myself challenges to do on a daily basis. I changed up my bedtime um, because my body wants to stay up later. So I have to wake up later. And it's just, it's been a strange adjustment. Um, 
but we're we're working through it because we're not making our body wrong we're just trying to make the adjustments but my body's like yeah there are a lot of changes and I'm like I know sis like <laughs> but we gotta make accommodations for you so um that's the first thing in my medicine bag is just working with my body and working with a new schedule and still trying to um, care for my body um also in my medicine bag is um, just doing different workouts. But one of the biggest medicine is working out without shoes on has really helped me with my alignment and um, helped me not go as intense for workouts without having regard for like how my body is feeling. So um, yeah, having no shoes on forces you to land well when you jump. <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah, just doing all sorts of movements. Uh, you just have to be more conscious of your body, which has been great for my knees. Um, I haven't experienced as much uh, knee pain when I'm working out now that I'm working out barefoot in the house. So yeah, just learning that and just being with my knees I think I said it last week that my knees were speaking to me so yeah here's to being in my body feeling all the things and uh, maintaining consistent movement in my body so yeah that's that's in my medicine bag this week okay movement medicine you okay. know out here. <laughs> barefoot contessa okay okay you feel me you feel you you feel you I love it I do I do get to feel me and be more gentle with my body because y'all listen uh we were athletes back in the day and uh did quite the damage I mean I was doing a million sports per year uh and in college I was still going in um because I was still on that, um, on the high of being an athlete. So I was like going running in the morning. I was doing all those. Um, oh, yeah. I found out about Zumba in oh, college. Yes, she did. <laughs> so, you know, I was getting all the girlies on the on my dorm room floor to do Zumba with me. And um, Zumba also was amazing for me when I was depressed um, you know, it was one movement that I definitely, eh, no, I was still in the gym. Uh, the, yeah, I would say that effective medicine for my depression was definitely body movement. Yeah. Cause I just remember being in the gym, just like crying. <laughs> just, yes. Just, treadmill, just like crying it out. And then I'd be doing my Zumba, like, shimmying it out twerking right. it out that's right um, <laughs> but I went a little hard in college and even after college I remember when I was in DR um they had like a boot camp that I was a part of that oof even though my body was tired I would still be at the boot camp at 6 a.m in the morning mm -hmm. um and then uh yeah after that my body was like hey girl um I think we want to do something more gentle like yoga. And then I got into yoga after that. But yeah, I think just uh, slowing down and hmm, giving my body movement, but not as like, I guess, yeah, I, just lower intensity, just not pounding every single part of my body down these muscles, these arms, like mm. I'm really focused on um, getting that core right. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Thank so, you anyways. so much for for sharing your movement medicine. That is very much lifestyle medicine, it which is. we talked about last week. That's and right. Shout out to you. No, and shout out to us for really gaining mastery and and knowing how to look at depression from every level of the seven medicines. Mm -hmm. Um and so yeah, let's Let's get into um, those last three levels of the seven medicines. In the past few pods, we moved through um, do nothing. We moved through serenity medicine, story medicine, 
mind medicine, mm -hmm. lifestyle medicine. And today we're going to combine uh, alternative medicine, pharmaceutical medicine, and deep medicine. Um, and it's important to recognize here that those medicines that we spoke about in the previous episodes, no matter what, they create more health for you, mm -hmm. right? As we move into this next category of medicines, these ones actually have the ability to do harm mm -hmm. and more harm as we move up towards pharmaceutical and deep medicine, which includes surgical interventions. Um, mm -hmm. And so there's a threshold that we want to be aware of. And this, this threshold uh, kind of comes with increased responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, and increased levels of um, partnership and relationship. Mm -hmm. um, some of these things are far more difficult to do alone. Like, yeah. do you want to remove your own breast cancer Ooh. with with poke root oil? Like, yikes, mm. right? <laughs> like, that's a surgical intervention that many women have done on their own, Um but that's, that's raggedy. I don't want to do that. I'm like, yeah, oh. no, <laughs> <laughs> not, not burning my own flesh. Like, yikes. No. Um, but yeah, like let's, let's get into, uh, alternative medicine, Karina. Yes. Let's get into it. So, um, the main principle of alternative medicine is going to be stimulate and sedate. Mm. So, some of those interventions will be acupuncture, which is one of my faves. That's right. Shout out. And also <laughs> one of Asia's faves too. Shout out to um, traditional Chinese medicine. Yes. Um, herbal medicine is also in alternative medicine. We have massage, which Ralphing is going to be in this Yikes. alternative. <laughs> no shade, no shade. Okay. Shade. <laughs> okay, shade, because it was not for what Asia was looking for. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, naturopathy and cognitive behavioral therapy and or just talk therapy that most people go to when they say they're going to um, go to go see a therapist um, mm -hmm. every week so those sort of things um, are in alternative medicine yeah. and so yeah I guess in this we can um, start with the differences between uh, stimulate and sedate? Yeah, absolutely. So we worked on nourish and tonify, right? Mm -hmm. Nourish is the, the raw material, the vitamins, the minerals, and tonify is the movement medicine that mm -hmm. Karina touched on, right? How do we tone our muscles? How do we exercise them? Uh, stimulate, stimulants uh, include coffee. They include anything that forces your body to be more active than it would normally be. Mm -hmm. Elderberry gives you energy, but elderberry is a tonic, mm. right? So it doesn't force you to feel energized like caffeine does, right? Right. So that's stimulation, sedate. Um, sedatives force your body to go to sleep. So some people uh, will might work with hops, right? Mm -hmm. It'll knock you out. Horse tranquilizers, knock you out. Sleeping pills, knock you out. Mm -hmm. We like to work with skull caps, scutellaria latrophobia. Shut um, up. Shut up. Because it doesn't force you to go to sleep, but it pre, but it creates the preconditions for rest, such mm -hmm. as relaxation of your smooth muscle tissues, right? right? Linden also gives you the relaxation that you need to go to sleep. These are tonic, right? Sleep aids versus um, sedatives, mm -hmm. herbal sedatives, right? And so what we're getting to in this section of alternative medicine is um, we're beginning to force the body to do things. We're right. physically manipulating the fascia with Rolfing, which has terrible side effects. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm no, that was not. Listen, that was your personal experience. That period. was my personal experience. Okay. Anyways, um, massaging, right. You're physically moving, changing and shifting the body. And so there is, um, there's room for error in mm. that, right. Mm. There's room for error. 
Um, and that error is small and depending on the kind of alternative medicine you participate in. So for example, the wise woman tradition, right? Our medicines are forms of alternative medicine as well, mm -hmm. but we emphasize simplicity, effectiveness, and safety versus mm -hmm. other traditions. Maybe, um, uh, maybe you're participating in traditional Western herbalism and you are taking tinctures that have been uh, with plants that have been dried and powdered and encapsulated, right? right? That's going to act more like a pharmaceutical than mm -hmm. the fresh plant tinctures that Karina and I work with or eating the plant at all. So depending on the kind of alternative medicine you're seeking, you're, that's going to modulate the amount of risk. Our practices are low risk because they're a people's medicine. And we want to make sure that we can spread herbal medicine without a lot of danger. Right. Um, and so, um, you know, shout out to the other herbalist traditions, like the vitalist herbal herbalist traditions and the other um, kind of Western herbalist traditions. But all of these alternative uh, sort of medicines, especially when you get to like naturopathy, ooh, <laughs> ooh. ooh, and they're speaking giving you the, supplements and yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Speaking of the heroic tradition, uh, uh, naturopathy is very much that, very much uh, trying to get rid of um, parasites or uh, the toxin and overgrowth. Yeah, or a toxin, toxin and overgrowth. Um, some naturopathic doctors differ. Yeah. Um, but in general, they really are aligned with the pharmacological approaches to herbal medicine. And so mm -hmm. they want to give you specific supplements. They want you to take every test in the book. Um, mm -hmm. They want to really fix you uh, with herbs and plants. Um, but I don't find their practices to actually be different from a traditional doctor. Um, and they like that <laughs> because, right. you know, they like that. So, you know, knowing your the, the school that your practitioners are coming from are going to shape your exposure to risk and to okay. harm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's let's talk about increasing our exposure to risk and harm and mm, yes, thinking please. about pharmaceutical medicine. <laughs> so um, I want us to fully acknowledge the advancement um, that comes from a pharmacological approach to healing. The pharmacological approach to healing um, was really developed out of the chemical revolution that happened after World War II. Mm. Um, this idea that chemicals like Roundup like uh, these different medicines, these different herbs are going to solve our health issues is a part of a broader trend in not only science, but technology inside of this country. It's important mm -hmm. to note that before the chemical re revolution, um, doctors were more likely to prescribe foods, exercise, and alternative other kinds of therapies. Um, but mm -hmm. now, uh, these these pills um, are prescribed. And when people think about pharmaceuticals, um, these are often um, specific compounds, specific molecules that have been extracted, um, concentrated, and purified. Mm -hmm. um, it's very much the same as a supplement, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's one single molecule. And that one single molecule does a lot of things or does one single thing. Yeah. Um, but it's important to get that we're using deep, deep simplicity in order to interface with a very complex organism, which is the human body. And right. that, that simplification in and of itself causes harm. Um, mm. We also want to acknowledge how terrible, <laughs> mm. how hard traditions like existing in this world was um, before the pharmacological revolution. Mm -hmm. um, imagine what it must have been like to have a headache and to have to search around for um, white willow bark. And maybe the mm -hmm. white willow bark in this place has different levels of uh, 
salisates than the white willow bark in some other level and some other country and some other state. Mm. Um, and so our ancestors dealt with a lot of inconsistency of results. Um, different processes change the medicine. Um, I just want to acknowledge that um, having like pharmaceuticals available to us um, is such a blessing uh, Mm -hmm. that our ancestors tried to eliminate all the insecurity in medicine. And so um, it's really awesome to be able to take a NSAID, right? Non-steroidal. Anti-inflammatory. Yeah, there we go. Drug. (laughs) Um, To like take your period pain away or to take your headache away. Unfortunately, these NSAIDs blow holes in your microbiome and over time Mm -hmm. deteriorate your ability to digest and and cause a whole range of dysbiotic um, cascading effects down the line, right? Mm -hmm. Because all drugs have side effects. Mm-hmm. The okay. side effects of well-prepared plant medicine is abundant wellness. You're right. Better health. <laughs> like, oh, all of a sudden, like your skin's shinier. That was not what you were going for, but it's, you know, but all drugs. And that includes food additives, which are mm-hmm. also extracts that are concentrated and purified. Red 40 is a mm-hmm. drug. Mm-hmm right? All of the food additives that are simplified, right? Citric acid is a a drug. It's not the same thing as vitamin C. Yeah. Okay. And so drugs often have a specific direction of action and uh, plants, herbal medicine often has a broad spectrum of of action. So just know, yeah, Mm -hmm. what's up? Go ahead, babe. I was going to say, um, yeah. speaking of herbal medicine, y'all, we always have to remind y'all that just because an herb is involved doesn't mean that it is our tradition of herbal medicine. Right. We made two podcasts talking about essential oils mm. because we need y'all to understand that essential oils are pharmaceutical medicine. They're extracted, Mm -hmm. they're concentrated, and they're purified to be in that form, to be in that that one ounce bottle. Um, Remember, tons of plant material has to go into, has to be processed, distilled in order to make that. So um, we just need y'all to understand that this is um, a dangerous form of herbal use I can say herbal medicine because I don't want to put in herbal medicine here's here's what's really all um mm-hmm. drugs are not bad right okay drugs aren't bad um they're useful right um dealing and and let's let's circle back to depression and mm-hmm. and how we approach like the use of antidepressant herbs or drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. I want to shout out to antidepressants, antipsychotics, and Mm -hmm. like all of those like drugs are so useful and are so beautiful. And a lot of people have shame. Those Mm -hmm. pursuing natural uh, lifestyles, a lot of people have shame around, you know, being reliant on pharmaceuticals. Um, But what's true is that a lot of people don't actually have the prerequisites for practicing a holistic life, like like a lifestyle, Mm. right? When I wake up in the morning and I don't want to get out of bed, immediately I reach over to my hypericum preferatum, Mm. right? Which uh, is in some ways, uh, it's an SSRI, which is a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor, like other uh, SSRI pharmaceuticals. But I approach my body really rapidly mm-hmm. so that I nip depression in the bud, right? Mm-hmm. I'm eating my omega-3s. I'm. It takes a lot to modulate my mental health status um, with plants and with lifestyle medicine and with food. And not everybody has access to that. 
Mm. People got kids, people got other responsibilities, mm. people don't have the knowledge. And yeah. often when you're depressed, you don't have the willpower. Right. Right. Like the self-harm instinct is is present. And so we want to really acknowledge and encourage folks who need that level of support to get the support. And what's awesome is that we could use tonics in in relationship to the pharmaceutical medicines right. to to start to mediate those side effects. Mm -hmm. I think it's cool that we can utilize some of our favorite tinctures with taking our drugs as well. Yes. And, and this, um, is, this is mm -hmm. a controversy in herbal medicine. Um, yeah. Susan Weed, our teacher, believes there's no such thing as an herb-drug interaction, mm. right? Because yeah. she believes that herbs are food. Um, mm. And that's, that's a little edgy. <laughs> it's a little edgy. But what's important to remember is that the more drug-like your right. herbal medicine preparation is, the higher the proof of alcohol the more destroyed the plant, meaning you got your ashy powders, like those are going to act like drugs. You yeah. got your ashy powder and you put it in a pill. Ooh, right. not As bypass. Supplement. Ooh, that's mm -hmm. really going to interact with, with the drug. So right. what's really true is that most of the herb drug interactions that have been reported have come from plants that were um, created like drugs, like plants mm -hmm. that have been powdered and put in a capsule, mm -hmm. right? So those ones are interacting, uh, because they, they're drug-like, right. um, but some herbalists don't believe that herbs and drugs interact. And I, I, I think it's interesting when I've had infections that were really bad, I've combined echinacea with, um, the pharmaceutical antibiotic, Mm-hmm. To great effect. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we Let's can see. we can use the things together. And yeah. it's, you know, this is uh <laughs> it takes a little bit more discernment to practice herbalism in this way. Right. If you are utilizing the herbs that are in the lifestyle medicine, you shouldn't have a problem because most of the time they're going to be in foods. That's but, right. you know, you do have to remember that some foods, even just like my fave grapefruit can have drug interactions. Truly. So like Asia said, it takes a little more discernment, but um, it's not impossible. Yeah. So shout and I'll say if there is a drug interaction, with the herb, it's probably better for you to choose the herb. Right. Often they say there's an interaction because the herb is going to amplify right. the impact of the drug, but that's them admitting that the herb works. Yep. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so they're like, don't that's take nothing. hypericum preferatum with your SSRIs or your antidepressants. And it's like, ooh, maybe just take the hypericum, you right. know? Mm -hmm. um, but when it comes to mental health, like, listen... Mm -mm. I don't, I take that quite seriously. So right. take, take your, yourself, take your medicines. Yeah. <laughs> don't please. feel guilt about it. And nourishing your body will get you to the point where you don't need the medicines. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's look at the, the deep medicine. Mm, let's get <laughs> into it yes let's look at our final medicine uh what you feel about this sis you know luckily for me I have not I've had the privilege to not have to utilize very much deep medicine mm. I haven't really broken anything in my body Mm. Um. so shout out to my 31 years of life where I haven't had to you know get um surgery but I have had to obviously get um mm. I've had to get x-rays because of the dentist which that's an interesting thing but anyways that's a conversation for another day um so yeah I've had x-rays um I've had um, vaccinations, obviously. Um, I've um, 
I've had ultrasounds. I had to get ultrasounds when I was in Dominican Republic, which is interesting. Hmm. Um, I was having really weird bladder pain. Uh-huh. And they didn't know what was going on. So they did a bunch of uh, ultrasounds, which was interesting to have like <laughs> those ultrasound images. Cause I was just like, I've, I have, I've only seen ultrasound images like for pregnant people. So it was cool saying different organs uh-huh. um, of my body. But, anyways, yeah. Um, so, yeah, those are uh, deep medicines that I've had to use. But, yeah. Like I said, I haven't had too much um, uh, experience with deep medicine. Yeah. So Susan kind of categorizes deep medicines as the things that break and enter. Mm -hmm. So vomiting and enemas, ultrasounds like you just mentioned, uh, drilling and filling a tooth, a root canal, Mm -hmm. needles, um, IVs, x-rays, shaving, chemical pills laser surgery body piercings oh so <laughs> yeah breast Oops. implants right um surgery endoscopies radiation treatment um rape breaking and entering um these things have permanent results mm-hmm. um these things uh change you force they this is the most forceful change you can experience Mm-hmm. right even more forceful than uh stimulating and sedating even this is this is the ultimate force and and this saves lives mm-hmm. um and what i really love about understanding breaking and entering right is it helps us to modulate our response to different diagnoses mm-hmm. right you go to the doctor they tell you this and then they say let's do a surgery you know that that isn't extreme right Right. You know that like there's other things and that there are other ways to pursue wellness, but that like your last result, like that's going to be the last thing you do is allow them to break and enter into your body because this, this medicine has the deepest side effects. Mm-hmm. Um, our best friend has a colostomy bag. Her Crohn's disease. Yeah. And she worked her ass off before getting to the level where she decided to let them Mm -hmm. um, modify her digestive tract in this way. But that's a permanent shift. Uh, Luckily for her, she can go back. um, But, um, you know, this is what she needed in order to feel better. Um, We like thinking about deep medicine as a ritual. Mm -hmm. And I love, I love Susan's framing of that. Like, uh, for example, page 228, she writes, my vasectomy was a ritual initiation. Wow. I wish the scars were more obvious. My 10 and a half pound baby is the great size of our love. The C-section opened me up to her. So when mm-hmm. we think about surgery, um, and I think about my trans beloveds as well, um, and what it means to physically um, forcefully alter their bodies in these ways. It's so much more powerful to see these um, deep changes as rites of initiation so that we can have good relationship with the surgical interventions that we need in order to live and thrive and survive, mm. right? Um, instead of everything being commodity, um, I really want to see, you know, those those breasts that have been removed, like encapsulated and, and planted mm. back into the earth. And I really want to see you collecting your organs from the doctor instead of them just throwing them away. Like, I really want you to honor your scars rather from your, you know, your breast reduction surgery or your C-section or your, you know, any and all of the things like understanding this medicine as deep medicine really helps us to reframe our relationship to the inevitabilities of life. Surgery is what American doctors excel at. Mm-hmm. They're not good at lifestyle and, and pharmacology, <laughs> but 
um, American physician surgeons, like this is this is what Americans doctors are really really good at is cutting, right? And it's and it's their expertise, right? Like they get they they're getting real good at cutting, okay? Right. Um, and so acknowledging that like surgery, which was probably invented in West Africa. Um, I remember us in our, uh, our birth work course talking about like the first kind of surgeries. Um, yeah, the C-sections. Yeah. <clears throat> so surgeries are ancient medicines, but for indigenous people, opening up the body was, uh, whew, you do not ever open the body, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was a very important thing. And, and um, but the benefits that we have gotten from having surgery surgical interventions I don't know if that's a word. surgicological but, yeah you know it's really cool that we have access to this medicine like it's it's really cool that like c-section is available even though it's used way too much in the development world yep. but also we have to remember that like things like surgery come about when all the other medicines have failed right So, for example, if we don't have the kinds of lifestyle that train people, women and people who are going to give birth and how to nourish sort of their bodies, their their pelvic floors, their internal organs aren't going to be wide enough in order to deliver a baby vaginally. Right. Because the culture and the lifestyle medicine didn't prepare them for birth. Right. Right. So C-sections become uh imperative but they're only imperative because of the failure of culture and lifestyle medicine to properly develop bodies that can hold mm-hmm. and deliver children easily right right the narrowing of the vaginal canal the hips like all of these things are often um sometimes it's genetic but mostly it's a it's vitamin deficiencies that are passed down from generation to generation so that birthing becomes dangerous so Mm. dangerous that it's deep medicine and we have to have interventions right right and we can't fix that yeah you can't help that you didn't know that your mom Mm -hmm. didn't know that your dad that your parent didn't know Mm -hmm. right so there's a lot of ways that these deep medicines have to shoulder the weight of a culture that's not producing health right and i think with that we can remember that we always have our herbal allies to support us during those times of deep medicine. That's right. I think China does a really good job at recommending like mushrooms to go along with your surgery. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, gingers and skull caps and all these other um, lovely plant allies to go Mm. along with you after you've received your surgery that's right and uh, you can head on back to lifestyle medicine also to um, make sure you're getting your infusions make sure you're getting your food to support your body during your healing of the deep medicine but yeah it's not the end (laughs) even if you have to escalate all the way to the top you can still go back um, and And for uh, some for some of us it's the beginning Oh, come on. Right. Like for some of us, it's the beginning of our new identities. It's mm. the beginning of new life. Right? right. It's the beginning of wellness that we never experienced before. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there is life after death. Yeah. Right. That's the word. This is going into the deep. Um, when I think about sort of ayahuasca and, and um, psilocybin and Ibojin or Iboga, all of these um, psychedelics, um, I also think about them as deep medicine, mm-hmm. right? Um, I also think about them as extreme. I also think about them as like, ooh, all the things didn't work and then you had to <laughs> you know you had to go in and do the deep cuts and and do the deep modifications um with the help of these um antiogens Mm -hmm. um so yeah just just consider that like 
there are levels to our healing in that knowing that there are levels increases the amount of uh, discernment that we use and it gives us a sense of what is extreme and what is normal, what mm-hmm. is unsafe. Because as we moved from alternative to pharmaceutical to deep medicine, the risk got higher and higher and highest. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and so with this knowledge, um, you all have the ability to modulate and get a sense of the kinds of medicines that are being prescribed to you, asked of you, and uh, ways to approach that. I'm still low-key stuck on um, a lot of forms of deep medicine as initiation Mm. Um, and as like permanently changing your identity or the way that you present your body. Because I I don't know why. I never thought that tattoos would be part of deep medicine but it's true um you're permanent you're permanently changing your body with uh bloodletting you know Mm. essentially Mm. and um yeah I have multiple tattoos and uh, (laughs) yeah I mean my hand tattoos like I always say like um I got them to remind me that I have healing hands And so that's something that you'll never forget. Mm. It's something that like is always a story for your body anytime it's seen. Um, And then I also have the the colibri, the hummingbird on my my chest. And um, in Mayan culture, it's um, symbolic of um, communication, um, like amongst people like communicating your feelings and emotions and whatnot. And uh, that's been a a journey for me. And so, yeah, I'm still stuck on that because I, even though I have all the access to, um, you know, Susan's work and whatnot, I just never saw that for myself. Um, Like I mentioned earlier, I was like, yeah, like I don't really have a lot of experience with deep medicine, but I guess I have. So Thank you for framing it in that way so I could see, um, yeah, what I was doing. Yes. <sighs> well, yay. I'm so glad that we wrapped a lovely bow around um, the seven medicines. And I hope that y'all gained a lot from, you know, our descriptions of the things and also feel free to look into this for yourself. Yeah. Continue learning, y'all. Continue. And and yeah, we're just going to uh, move into giving y'all some bougie auntie word of advice. Yeah. So do you have anything on your spirit, babe? I do. I really do. I I love being a feminist. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marx's black feminist. Um, and like... I love that we sat with the work of this of the scholar. I, I love that we sat with the work of Susan Weed because most people don't take the scholarship of women seriously, mm. right? People are still talking about Derrida, but who are the great female philosophers? There's there's none that you can probably name, mm. right? Uh, I think about the way that like women's scholarly work um is is bypassed and created on top of and da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. um I think about how I say that I'm a Marxist, right? But most people don't remember the active the activists and the feminist movement. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, it was really important for us to really sit with this this concept. Um, really sit with this this worldview and really sit with this this text um, as a, a tool for learning and teaching. Um, and so my my bougie auntie word of advice and um, thinking about the way that that medicine moves and medicine escalates, my bougie auntie word of advice um, is I, I really want you all to go out into the world and really sit with sit with the works of a woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want you to sit with the works of a woman and and, and specifically a woman because mm-hmm. women aren't cool or trendy or whatever, right? 
Um, but they always have been and they always will be. Um, and I want you to sit with one idea. Maybe you're reading The Chalice and the Blade. Maybe you're reading Caliban and the Witch at Bad Bitch Book Club with me. Yeah, period. Period. Maybe you're reading Robin Wall Kimmer. Um, maybe you're reading uh, Clarissa Pinkola Estes. Maybe you're reading, right? Maybe you're reading Asada Shakur. Maybe you're reading. Um, and I want you to sit with their words and make them Bible. Mm. be with the process of making making bible sitting with a concept and and seeing what your world is like when you live through the world views of a of a woman mm. um i have sat with um uh saban fusome and mm. i have let her wisdom guide the formation of one of the most beautiful romantic relationships that I've ever had. And mm-hmm. I've, and I've used her work in her texts. Um, she's a Dagara woman and a Dagara ancestor now um, to shape my world behind. And I invite you to do the same, make the text of some woman Bible and see uh, what's available to you through, through that. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Faye. What yeah. um, hmm. always honored to hear your life story <laughs> of how you mm, have formed a lot of your beliefs and identity around the lovely works, um, more than works, the battles, the trials of all these women who risked so much to put out their work. So yes, I will definitely do in my homework. You know, it's hard for me to read, but you know, I have my, uh, my solutions on how to, how I can do that. But um, for my bougie auntie word of advice this week, I was just thinking about um, something Asia said. Um, I think before we started recording the podcast about um utilizing what you've been through to inform how you practice your medicine. Um, For me, um, I also have anxiety, depression, shout out to me. Um, (laughs) And literally that's how I got into herbal medicine Um, because the plants saw me the plants, I saw the plants and I realized that they were outside my door just for me. Um, my girl Lemon Balm, my girl Rosemary, they really supported me. And my girl um Passiflora um were all right outside my door, literally right outside my window. And um their support made me want to help support other people. So um, my bougie auntie word of advice is what is your thing that is going to inform or that informs your medicine or how you practice medicine? Um, and um, yeah, how are you going to move from there? How are you going to have compassion with people from there? So, yeah, it's a, it's a short and sweet mm. <laughs> bougie auntie word of advice, but uh, it is it'll change your life. Um, so that's what I got for you. Beautiful. <laughs> Love to hear it. Mm. Yes. What compassionately, compassionately informs your medicine. Mm-hmm. Shout yeah, out. What is that thing for you? So we are just so grateful um, to be able to hang out with y'all on a weekly basis. And give y'all all all the things that are on our spirit we appreciate the way that y'all support us in exchange the way that y'all support us on the social medias by liking the things by commenting by sending us dms and also shout out to y'all who got that shmenies in any amount that are supporting us on patreon um, whether you're supporting us on patreon.com slash petty herbalist 
or if you're supporting us on patreon.com slash bones bugs and botany and shout out to y'all who are on bones bugs and botany who have signed up for the course hey. that we are going to be taking on in approximately 10 days shout out shout out so Asia, I don't know if you, yeah, you know, have some so, of your spirit. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, shout out to Anna Goss, um, mm. who just subscribed. Y'all, we have about 10 more spots to fill in the next 10 days before this course starts. So Karina and I are ready for the challenge, bitches. So excited. Um yeah, so if you've been thinking about it, then just do it. If you don't have yeah. a partner, just do it. Just mm-hmm. um we are so excited to share our world with you. Um we shared the context of the wise woman tradition. We do that a lot on the show, but we really want to introduce you to the ancestral worldviews that we use that really inform our medicine and this is where you get that content this is where you get those worlds and also our values of relationship and community and connection and healing justice like uh i just there's something so such a privilege to be able to uh create your heart into the world which is which is me and us in this course it's like this is what my heart looks like in a container um and i want you to taste my heart so um talk about deep medicine okay <laughs> okay so hit us up you got questions um we're so excited to host y'all we're so excited to bring you into this portal with us um and thank you to all of you we have our lovely sponsors shout out to spore um yes i get down <laughs> deep medicine right shout out to mo better green uh Shout out to the Satya Yoga Cooperative and shout out to Reparations for Slavery, um, which are our four core sponsors this season. So, um, yeah, we we love y'all. We love this. And I I cannot wait to be in live space with y'all on Zoom on the 14th, on January 14th and 15th. We got our yoga free. We got everything. Yes. So. Thank you all for supporting this podcast and supporting us as herbalists and um, helping us to really spread herbal medicine as people's medicine. Yes, we're so excited. Um, And yeah, thank you all again. And uh, we're going to head out because we got things to do. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, before we leave, we just wanted to remind y'all to stay ready and be petty. Bye. Bye.